Here's your host, John Rath. Gonna be short and sweet. Hey guys, welcome to the Rusty Hook Kayak Fishing Podcast. Uh, I don't know how well our internet is gonna last tonight because our fabulous Russians must be hacking the, the system. But me and AJ are set up, we're ready to roll. Still waiting to see if Chris Payne jumps on here in a little bit. He may be having some problems as well. So, uh, let's just cut to the chase. AJ's in the background, and um, I'm going to do his intro, and then we'll bring him on. All right, boy, I'm jacking this one up bad tonight, AJ. But your intro's running. What's going on, brother? What's up, John? How are you tonight, sir? Hey, I tell you, I've been—it's been a hectic night because nothing over here at uh, in West Virginia uh, wants to work for me like normal. <laughs> I mean, uh, my my hot spot was was dragging, and then these guys have been jamming hard. They got me on their their wired network, so hopefully the show will run well tonight, buddy. Well, hey. You don't need to adjust that hat, buddy. You're pretty as ever, looking good. Um, Man, I just I wanted to look good for you tonight, John. I wanted to make sure I was I was on my best best uh, best looks for you tonight, uh, and I uh, appreciate you having me on. I'm excited about it. Well, you know, I, we talked about this back at the East Tennessee show, and I'm glad that we were able to get you here. Um, uh, especially since then, uh, not you know, our conversations were surrounding the season. And then in the last two months, you know, you started staggering signups, and oh my goodness, uh, wow, four sellouts. Um, what a that's now five, yeah, that's correct, now five. Um, and the last one lasted it happened in nine minutes. So um, I sent you a couple of uh, comments um, that we were looking at, and uh, I'm like. Let's let's bring let's talk about and these were Facebook comments that have been posted uh, on different sites, and one of them was thought of the night. With the amazing success and support Hobie is receiving, I think they've collected around two hundred and sixty-five thousand dollars in entry fees so far, and they've only fished one of nine events. Should National Trail start thinking about offering the option to prepay for the series as a whole? to those that want to pursue the series competitively. And I think, you correct me if you're wrong, but my interpretation is is that they're looking at the Angler of the Year and the TOC, and you have to have so many events, and these these events are selling out so fast, if a guy who was like me that wanted to do the chick spent his whole day in court, he missed out. What, what's your thoughts on that comment or suggestion? Well, there's, so there's a lot to kind of uh, unravel there. So the first thing is when you and I spoke at East Tennessee show was at the end of January, we had just sold out um, Toledo Bend and Tinty Cooper um, kind of in that time frame. And, and that's when we kind of had to go back to the drawing board and be like, all right, well, our goal was to have every event's registration live by Toledo Bend. However, that would put a tremendous financial burden on a lot of anglers to do that if we opened it opened it up and 
anglers felt like they had to sign up for every event they planned to fish, you know, within that day or week or whatever it is. So we kind of went to a different format and put our events pretty much every two to three weeks, another event's registr- uh, registration will open up on Tourney X. And, uh, you know, for the first event, it was, uh, I think it was Ufala was the first one that uh, hit and it sold out in eight and a half hours. And then Broken Bow was the next one and it sold out. I- ironically, it's it, it went from a, zero to 150 in like 30 minutes. And then it took another three days to sell the rest of the 50. And then like first thing Monday morning, somebody was like number 200. So it was like kind of the full weekend. Well, you know, Chick Amaga here in Dayton, Tennessee, where I live, has a lot of notoriety on it. It's a good time of year, early June, you know, so you've got people that can travel in the summer more freely. And then you've got location. I mean, so many people can access this part of the country, uh, you know, in a decent time. And so I think there was a perfect storm. This excitement's building. We had our first event and it just went, it went nuts. And it's, um, it's hard to prepare for that kind of stuff, um, on our end, but also on the anglers end. Um, you know, I've had people message me and say, Hey, if I can't do the registration at a certain time, what, you know, what are my options? And, you know, pretty much the consistent answer that I've given to everybody uh, that's asked me that is have someone sign up for you. Have somebody that's available at 12. Have them sign up for you. It could be your child, your wife, your dad, your whoever is available. Just do that. And I know that's inconvenient, but it's kind of your, your cover. Um, you know, we have a lot of anglers that are in uh, either, you know, a variety of jobs that might pull them away from their phone at that exact moment. And... You know, it's just without knowing how that was going to happen, you know, that's kind of that general uh, answer that that I give to people when they ask me that and and how we kind of have to operate. Because right now, at the end of the day, these are all open series. I mean, it's we want somebody that's never fished with us to have just as much of a chance and enjoy fishing with us as people that want to fish with us. Now, we understand that we created an Angler of the Year program that allows uh, anglers to fish three and and hope to qualify for our TOC or then to hope to get angler of the year points. So a lot of folks um, have this desire to fish three events. And there's just, you know, we just didn't have a plan for this. Um, So we are evaluating. Uh, We are going to see what that looks like moving forward uh, for next season. I mean, this season's pretty much as it is. I mean, there's nothing that we can change in our format. And and some of the things I want people to understand too, it's like these suggestions are, are, are neat to see. Um, I think it's a good conversation. Obviously there's some criticism in there and there's some ideas in there and there's some, um, you know, all sort all ends of the spectrum. But the reality is, is like, Every suggestion has a counterpoint, you know, and it's for anything that you do. And so while it might be perfect in your world and in your idea and it could sound easy and it could be all these things, to implement that into our system, which we use Tourney X, we don't have a sign-up set up right now on Hobie BOS. Tourney X is designed to pretty much pay and you're into an event. And so – for folks that have fished the national bass events, they have the opportunity to um, 
pay their down payment and then then they have to pay the rest later and there's like a two to three step process of registering for an event um being paid all the way and then actually being in the event on turn x and, and i think it's a it's one of those things that that is new for kayak anglers but it's something like people in the bass boat world are used to doing and it might be something that we have to look into doing something like that but once again that's a tremendous amount of time um kayakers like things you know they like what they're used to and they like something to happen in the time frame that they want it to and so if you message me on a monday and pay your down payment and we don't upload that till Friday. People are curious. Hey, I'm in this. Am I in this event? And then so it's just all this extra stuff. Um, and then you know we've had a tremendous amount of people drop out of tournaments or have emergencies or have something. So we have wait lists for every event. We've you know for Toledo Bend we took 12 anglers out and and were replaced by people on the wait list. Santee Cooper is close to 10 people now. I actually have two, one or two more people I need to go hit up on a wait list. This, this wait list process has turned into um, one to two hours a day uh, right now with the way people are dropping, one, the wanting to come in, the communication back and forth. So this is a whole new logistical challenge that we haven't had to experience and really didn't plan for either. So it's, I'm so excited that we got to this point. Yeah. Um, so fast. Yeah. It is. And that's what yeah. I was telling somebody. Not a lot of anglers call me this weekend and folks, you know, saying, hey, I know there's a lot of talk, but you guys are doing it, blah, blah, you know, and, and, and kind of that supportive role. And I really appreciate when people do, appreciate when people do that because it can be tough to just sit back and, you know, scroll through co- comments and, you know, kind of m- see how folks – um, react to this, um, and, and you know, there, there's there's all the sides of that, but but ultimately, I think most people have been extremely excited and supportive, and and, and I feel for the people that didn't get in events um, that are that have comments and that thought they were going to shoot for Angler of the Year, and and this was one of their three that they planned on fishing for regional stuff, and you know, I feel I feel for that, and it's and it's uh, I don't have a good answer for that because you know none of this stuff was uh, expected, but um, you hey, know, we that that sounds like what you just talked about was one of the other comments that uh, I sent you was as a bystander yesterday. That's fished a handful of Hobie BOS events. Yesterday was quite the deal. What an amazing problem to have. I'll say this: the BOS trail is as elite as it gets regarding tournament director experience, venues, and it's clear that the elite anglers in the kayak fishing world, uh, find this trail and view it as the championship. But the trail itself isn't elite, says it in the title, open. Open. And that's what you just alluded to. It says, any slap dick with attorney X account, $265, an alarm clock, and three bars can sign up. Uh, it's kind of weird dynamic that we have deemed a total open trail as the most elite. Got KBF Bass, even the All American have some sort of membership requirement attached. I guess that's a tip of the cap to you uh, how it's ran as opposed to what it is. I'll be interested to see what happens from here. If anything, my alarms are already set for Dardanelle. Yeah, I mean, 
you, you, the last six minutes, you hit all on that. Yeah, yeah. You know, th- this series was really designed for anybody to come out and fish. You can qualify for our championship, which this year is on Caddo Lake, uh, out of Shreveport, Louisiana, and it has a hundred thousand dollar guarantee to the top ten places. Uh, it's fifty anglers fishing against each other, um, and you can qualify for that by fishing one event. Um, or you can qualify by, you know, being in the points race in three events. So we wanted to have an elite style and I, and I use the term elite, um, kind of loosely, um, because it's, it's kind of relative to what we're doing. Um, trail, not the angler, but to the trail. Right. Yeah, elite, you know, that's the word that is used in what we all perceive as the top level of bass fishing. They have the elite series, and um, everything about that is on a higher level than anything else in this sport that, that they offer as an entity. And, you know, some people would argue between their preference of MLF style and BASS, but that is their elite um, trail, and that's what they call it. Now, kayak anglers... Um, don't have something that is separated like that. Um, and you know, that we've as, as anglers and directors, we've worked really hard to be, um, recognized and appreciated and, um, respected for what we do for the sport of fishing and competitive fishing. And I think we're still growing into the point where we could sustain, um, an elite style series, uh, an event. And I think, um, you know, we're all kind of working towards that. There might not be public stuff out there, but you know, I've had a, I've kind of had a, a, a rough outline of what that would look like for two years. Um, but to give you that two year timeline, two years ago was our second year running the Bass Open series. Yeah. We had 998 total entries that year, 998. We've already received a thousand this year in our first five events. That's awesome. And that year we ran, including the TOC, we ran twelve total events. So that's kind of one of those things that, like, we've we've reached our whole second year's ability in five events in our fourth year. Uh, we've gone up in price since then. We've we've you know done some different things and. You know, I, I still think that we're building to a point where we can have 50 to 70 people commit to three or four events with a championship at a higher level entry. You know, we've raised our entry price every year, but it's been 20 or five this year or 30 one year. So we've raised it every year and applied that money into the series um, in different ways. And we're pretty transparent in how we pay out. Um, and, and where the money goes in, in our handbook, if you guys are ever curious to like look that up. Um, but the, you know, the idea of that next level series is cool for the sport, but for us in the Hobie Bass Open, it's always been about getting more people involved, allowing anglers to come in and fish for a higher uh, amount of money on two day events. You know, we we had something that was built for the average everyday person and you know that's one of the things that's challenging to want to change the system because i still want somebody that fishes their local clubs 
the event comes to a lake they know. They've never paid more than $7,500 for a kayak tournament, but they they get to travel an hour away or two hours away and go fish against people from 20-something different states in their backyard. And I think that's a really cool dynamic that we have, and I don't want to get too far away from that, um, especially in what the Open Series is and what it represents. Because of your growth, AJ, um I mean, it's obvious. There's no way you could ever really have an event in West Virginia again. It's just too big. Um, do you ever plan? You know, John. Most 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 people don't know we ever did. Uh, you know, that that, that that was unfortunate. I'll take a little blame on that too, because a lot of guys thought that was our first year with Hobie. Your very first season, you did tournaments, and we had what, 35, 40 show up. Man, it was it was. I want to say it was 29 or 30. Yeah, um, I feel like only I feel like only two people paid out. Um, you know, that was for folks that don't know. I mean, that was kind of you know everybody had knew Jody Queen. He was he was killing it in KBF, killing it locally in West Virginia. But that was his way of qualifying for the first ever Tournament of Champions. He he won on New River. Eric Cormack got second. They were going head to head all day. It was it was very exciting to watch. In, in a one-day, what we called satellite events, right. and we were out of Hinton, West Virginia, um, and it, it just wasn't fishing great, but those two guys found them and grinded, and, and Jody then went was our first-ever Tournament of Champions winner, right. and Jody is also the winningest angler to ever, you know, record-wise uh, for that. He won a satellite, he won a TOC, He's won Susquehanna twice, and he won Kentucky Lake the last year that we were there. We've had so him, that yeah, we've had him on the show, and he's got that wall like you do right there. And we can't try to count all the first place trophies that he had at that time. I think there were 24, 24 trophies hanging on his wall back there. So he's killed it, and we're proud of him. He's um, always he killed it. it. <laughs> I hear Chris Payne in the background. I don't see him, but he's he's back here. Hey, let's take I a quick <laughs> let's take a quick break, and then I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna hit you with the hard comment that we spotted on uh, Facebook. And it's not real hard, but it's, it's it, it will make you, everybody think a little bit. So hang on, hang tight there, guys. Um, so we got AJ here from the the Hobie Bos sells guru of the southeast northeast and he runs it all for hobie he is the face and the name of hobie um everybody so hang tight we're gonna bring him back on and we're gonna uh we're gonna throw him a, a, a nail biter that he's already i think he's already seen and read and we'll go from there this episode is sponsored by our friends at Payne Outdoors, no-nonsense, straight-talk, outdoor analyst, and custom plastics. Guggen Brothers, custom tackle, custom-made jigs and Ned rigs. Feel-free kayaks, pedal, paddle, or power, there's something for everyone. And Yak Gadget, proudly supplying you with American-made kayak fishing accessories and gear. Now, let's service, join John? our host, Can you hear me? Kind of locked up. John okay. Rapp. All right, we're back. We got AJ on the screen. AJ, hey, let's let's look at a few things that have been said by our. We have nine viewers online right now watching the show. 
Um, we've got uh, Jonathan Carp, Philip Backus, and two others are watching. Randy Newton from Kayak Anglers of Florida is online. Aaron Lee is uh, on. You can't, can you not hear me? Hmm. Well, I don't know what happened. Hey, Chris, can you hear me, buddy? Sort of. Huh. Yeah, it's a little, it's coming and going. Okay, well, uh, um, AJ, if you can hear me, got this comment here that somebody posted, and it's, it's not controversial at all. Um, so, let's see here. Um, I need to dig it up here for you. So let's say everything stays the same. Unlikely, the exact amount of people come back next year. And based on current trajectory, there will be more people trying to sign up. We all know that submit at noon is a must. So if 250 people all hit submit at 12 p.m., 50 plus are left out for no other reason than luck of the draw. Let's say you want to commit to Angler of the Year Tournament of Champions. How many people are going to commit to a trail if there's only a 20% chance of you going to get into an event based on sheer luck? How long before someone else comes along to pick up the overflow? People decide it's not worth the gamble to commit to a trail that has a 20% chance you won't get in any given event. No one's denying the format has been great. I think the success thus far is way less about entry price registration requirements and much more about the quality events with great reason to fish multiple events due to AOC. If you have a priority deadline preseason for people wanting to sign up for all events with a deposit uh, and the only people pissed are the ones who want to fish the one or two events, those aren't the people you want in and out year anyway. So I think what someone was trying to say is, hey, what about taking deposits for the whole year? And uh, you, you got the rest of it there, I hope. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I found that comment to be uh, a little interesting because, you know, they're sitting here telling me that there's going to be 250 people that want to sign up at one time. But then they're also saying that people wouldn't want to do it because they don't think that their chances of competing for three is very high. And, and I think that whoever wrote that comment, like they would be surprised at how many people fish our events that don't plan on fishing three. Um, they want to fish one and then maybe they do well in one and then they're like, well, I better fish a couple more. And you know, that's the challenging thing is like, okay, so the people think that they're going to be really good to start the season and they go ahead and buy in. If we did a pre-register type thing, well then they don't do very good. And I've got this angler that is disgruntled because they did bad in their two events and they locked up a spot for somebody that was, you know, maybe on the way, you know, or couldn't get in because they planned on fishing one later in the season in the last two. You know, our first year, Drew Gregory, he won Angler of the Year, and he fished the last three events. And so in this format, you know, he didn't know that he was even going to be able to participate in our series that year because of his moves and just life. Right. And, you know, that that's one of those things, like – we don't have a group of people at the start of the year that think that like, you know, they, they think one way, but then like, 
you know, they do bad in one tournament and their whole plan of chasing angle of the year is kind of derailed. But then somebody that no one's ever heard of or three people that no one had ever heard of nationally through our series, um, you know, get first, second, and third at Toledo Bend, you know, and like the Texas guys are like, oh, yeah, you know, Rolando, he's a stick. And, you know, the Utah guys were like, you know, Cody's a stick. And, and he had just won the 10 with KBF the week before. And then, and then uh, Michael Mara, you know, his guys that, you know, he fished with in Virginia were like, hell yeah, you know. But we, because it's an open, those three guys that had never fished with us before, ever, it was all of their first times, went first, second, and third and took home like $18,000 between them. And, you know, I, I think that's a, you know, how does a guy become the next guy if you don't give him a chance to fish in these tournaments? Um, how does how do we grow our our top level anglers, you know, and create an elite series if we don't have an you know an opportunity for these folks to get in? So I'm not discrediting that comment because no, I no. do feel that. Um, but at the same time, that, that's the whole counterpoint that you say in that comment. They said we don't think you want people that only want to fish one and two. Well, if there wasn't people that only want to fish one and two, we wouldn't be selling out these events. I guarantee you that. And the 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 thing about that is is we have to find that median for folks to get in but also to where we don't go too far from what the core of this and the opportunity of this is and and you know there were some other comments and some of them were private um but you know the first five events that we're doing this year are all um combined with a local club right and so there are there are some people that were frustrated about that because they think that that those people are taking spots away from them, and talking to most of those local directors and what experience at Texas because we actually had two clubs is what it did is it allowed the people that were going to do both anyways an opportunity to not kill two weekends they're killing one weekend for two events, but it also gave people that weren't willing to sign up or weren't able or weren't ready a chance to kind of see it and kind of get a feel for it and understand that yeah. hey these 200 people are not that different than you and you can actually come out and do just as good in one of these events as they do and it helps give somebody else that next mindset of maybe next time they come back i'll throw my money down and we can try it that goes because back to the what whole you were saying earlier i mean that, that whole whole thing goes back to to saying what you were saying you know, before we took a break. You know, opportunity breeds success. Opportunity gives them a chance to see what you are giving them, what we're providing them from the Hobie BOS. And, you know, and they might not be able to afford to take two or three days off and travel three or four hundred miles to right. go. Um, and so, that, I mean, spot on. And I think, I think what you're doing is, I, 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 no, you had no anticipation that it was going to blow up the way it did. But, uh, I, of course, when you provide and do good work, good things come. So, congratulations. Well, you know, it, I, I appreciate it, John. It's funny because I, I told people, you know, not most people didn't know that we had a 200-angler cap, um, for one. And then we, and we have since the very first one ever. Because I've fished plenty of events that were over 200 that – um, took away from the overall um, enjoyment 
of of the competition because right. there were a lot of extra factors that made it hard to focus on me just being a competitive angler. And, you know, those events are really good for what they are, but that's not what I wanted these events to be. These events were focused on angler of ex- angler experience and, and the way that I kind of want a director to work with me personally, if I have a fish issue, that's, I want to be able to manage that. And you can't manage that when you start getting 250, 300, 400 people. I think 200 is a really magic number for us as far as, in an event and there's probably going to be some times this year where I'm going to feel like that's probably too many. Um, but you know, it just depends on how many fish are coming in and, and how good our anglers are turning in fish picks. But the, the reality is I think 200 is a really good number. Um, hey, well give, give your uh, volunteers and your staff and all the people that have jumped in here to help you this year, give them a shout out. Absolutely. Um, you know, we use the local Hobie reps um, in every part of the region of the country that we go to. Um, so, we and they've been along this ride from the very, very beginning. Uh, so, big shout out to the Hobie reps. Occasionally, we'll get some Hobie dealers come out. Uh, Steve Fields uh, has been working with us now for a little over two seasons, or this is his second season. He's been tremendous help um, and has changed our media influence in our website and our ways that we can you know share the pictures of the anglers that we take at every single event um and then the folks back at hobie um we've got uh morgan prominence he's he's kind of running the ship back there and everybody in the marketing department that uh steps in when i don't give them enough notice for stuff uh and 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 kathy uh is our new uh marketing uh social media marketer and she's been great putting uh information out socially and all of that. So it's been um, definitely a lot of folks helping behind the scenes. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and, and Cody Prather um, and is going to be uh, helping me. He's going to be a tournament director for a few events, um, kind of reducing my travel a little bit. And then I've got another judge this year that's helping me, and they will remain anonymous. Gotcha. But I appreciate that. Oh, no worries. Hey, let's take a break and then give you a 10-minute breather before we uh, bring you back on for the Fireside Chat. All right. All right, guys, we'll take a quick break. Uh, Bring on Chris Payne. So hang tight, and we'll be right back. Payne Outdoors, straight talk. An outdoor product analyst and custom soft plastic maker. Check out our reviews and products at our website, PayneOutdoors.com. Feel free kayaks. What the heck is Chris doing everyone. in there? Pedal, paddle, what or power. What are you cooking up in there? get you to meet your needs. For more information, visit feelfreeus.com. Yak Gags would offer all kinds of kayak accessories such as motor mounts, anchor systems, and other track-based items to make your time more enjoyable on the water. Visit their Facebook page, search Yak Gadget. Guggen Brothers Custom Tackle specializes in jigs and Ned-style lures. Brothers who know what it takes to put fish in the boat. Check out their Facebook page. Search Guggen Brothers. All right, guys. Hey, welcome back. There's 10 of you watching the show. Hit that like button, share, and everything so we can see who you are and I can recognize you. Let's bring on our good friend from Texas, from Payne Outdoors, Chris Payne.
Hey, Chris, I see you What's on on? in the kitchen going at it like a mad hatter. Yeah, you know, you gotta gotta get these baits out. It's springtime. Everybody's like, um, so I need some of this, and I know you're sold out, but can I get some anyway? Uh, so thank you, you know, Never one can't can't disappoint the public, right? So <laughs> we're in here making baits, you know, doing the thing. That's what we like to hear, man. So are, are we still sold out, or have we got supplies in for the next quarter? Um, yeah, we're still sold out. So I've ordered supplies twice, and all of my backroom messenger uh, orders that come in that don't go through the website are sucking up those supplies as fast as I can <laughs> get them in, uh, which is which is a great problem to have because hey. it, it keeps – it keeps everything flowing, and the anglers can get their baits in less than two weeks. Well, let, let so. it be known, anglers. Philip, thank you for watching. You can see the steam of flying in the background, and he is working yeah. hard. He's working hard there. So, hey, I, I, I don't know when you popped in, uh, but was you able to catch any of the conversation there with AJ? Yeah, yeah, I caught some of it in between the Mr. Roboto the, stuff that we had for a little bit there. But I'm not, no, showing any, uh, I'm not showing any lags today, but I, I um, so hopefully everything nah, it, it's works fine. well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I so I caught I caught what I think is the most important part of what the discussion was as to you know the reasoning behind uh, kind of why 200, why no pre buy, and all of that stuff because that's that's all stuff I was curious about too. Um, I've, I've known AJ since, well, for a long time. We met at one of the first KBF uh, big events when he was, well, he was still repping Hobie hard back then. But, yeah. uh, um, but you know, I think, I think back then AJ had some thoughts on how uh, things should be run. And uh, we were able to implement some of those into some of the stuff that we were doing. Some of them we couldn't do. Some of them, I was told, uh, please, no, we're, no, we're never going to do that. And, and so now I think that, you know, he, he was so instrumental in helping develop this series about the anglers and for the anglers and that kind of stuff. We're seeing what experience in other events can bring to designing a series that's specifically for the anglers. And so I'm, I'm tickled to death for him and for, Cody and you know and Morgan and all the all the guys at Hobie that I've known for quite a while and the guys that are helping with the series um, because quite frankly it's it's a it's a hard experience to beat um, you know it's it gets rave reviews everywhere um, and if I know AJ like I think I know AJ he's always trying to tweak something in the background and we're gonna make it a little better we're gonna make it a little better we're gonna make it a little better like he's he, He's never going to stop. Yeah, that notebook of his is staying uh, at Ledger's. <laughs> it's, it's getting rode in. Um, yeah, it is. Well, buddy, I'll tell you what. Let's let's uh, let's bring him in here to a group chat. All right. Um, yep. Hopefully he was able Sounds to. Sounds good. Hopefully he got a drink of water. I am going to close my video. AJ, you're in with this big guy. I'm just, uh, you guys go ahead and start chatting while I do a little of, uh, 
removing myself from the video here. Yeah, I don't get to don't get to see Chris as much as I used to. Uh, I feel like between yeah. tournaments and uh, industry shows and random Texas demos, we were we were kind of <laughs> hanging out a few times a year, and now it's like I haven't seen you in a few years. <laughs> yeah, you know it's uh, it's been a it's been a step back time for me to kind of work on my personal brand. I've done a lot of work with other brands, um, and and I took about um, well, probably the last two years to really hone in on what paint outdoors is going to be and, and all of that. And some of that means not traveling to near as many shows and demo days and that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, we're, we're starting to get, get back more involved and, uh, do that kind of stuff. And, you know, it's, uh, it, it, it's coming along. I've got, uh, you know, I'm working with Jackson this year. It, it took quite a lot uh, for me to come out of retirement to work with them. But, um, you know, working with Dustin Nichols and Richard Penny and uh, all the all the gang at HQ. Good peeps um, right there. Good peeps. Yeah. You know, and it, it, it took a lot for me to do that. But there was, in, in all actuality, um, I'd. I had one of their boats for a year and there's only two boats that I've been just like enamored and in love with. And one of them is AJ's fault. Um, <laughs> I, I will, I, I will tell this story and AJ may not even remember it. Oh, it's always but, good. It's always good to have a story. Well, here's the story. So it was, um, 20, 2019. I guess 2019, 20, I, I can't remember at this point. It was at Oklahoma city. The first year that we had, uh, we had the paddle sports show at Oklahoma city and they had the new Hobie Outback, the redesigned Hobie Outback, uh, on demo there. And the wind was blowing like 30 miles an hour, right down that long channel by the, by the test dock. And I go over to try out this new Outback this, because I've, I've owned Outbacks all the way back to uh, uh, 2013. So I had an Outback all the way back to 2013 with the fluted floor design that went down that was not really made to stand in and the seat that kind of had an air up back. And like, so this is, this is old school Hobie, right? Old school. So I don't want guys to think I'm, you know, just this you know, fly by night new guy to Hobie. I've, I've been in Hobies for a long time. Um, and so I hear about this new Hobie with a super flat deck and this new, this new seat that they're doing and this is redesigned. I'm like, okay, let's go try it out. So I go out, pedal this thing around in 35 mile an hour wind. It's that it's like spinning around and turning and doing all the things. And I'm like, this is crazy good maneuverability. And so I pedal back up to the dock, like a speed demon. I mean, it's like a race car pedal back up to the dock and he's like did you paddle it and i was like no he's like go paddle it and he sent me back out there to paddle in this wind and i'm like this this is insanity like i don't even know why i'm doing this but i get out there and i paddle it and i figure out how efficient that hull design is and how easy it is to paddle uh, for a big boat and i'm like man i could paddle or pedal this thing with ease and this is crazy i love the layout and I, so I'm thinking all these things to myself and I'm kind of writing this initial 
first take review in my head. I get back to the dock. I get out. I walk straight up to AJ, and I was like, you just cost me a lot of money <laughs> and walked off the dock. And um, as soon as Mariner Sales got him in uh, up in Dallas, which was my Hobie crack dealer uh, up there with Eris and his crew, um, they they had – Eris called me and he said, hey – I don't have any solid ca- colors, but I've got a camo. Do you want it? I was like, yeah, I'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> it's just, I was pissed off about it. Like, because I loved it. I was not planning on spending that kind of cash on a boat, but when you know, you know. And with that one, I knew. I was like, damn it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you got me. And then, and, pay, um, then Paint Outdoors was born to make, uh, to try to pay off that credit card. Basically. <laughs> well, and, and I'll tell. Here's the thing, John. I I do not buy boats on credit cards. If I don't have the, if I don't have the cash to buy it, I don't buy it. Amen, brother. Go ahead, AJ. I was just gonna say, Chris, don't feel bad. There's a lot of people that got done with a demo with me that said, "Damn it!" afterwards and had to go buy one. <laughs> yeah. It, it, you know, if it, it the thing is. You do not expect it to perform in those horrible conditions. Those were some of the absolute worst demo conditions you could have. And for it to still shine, maybe that was the best demo demo day hope you could hope for with a boat that will perform like that. Because there were a lot of boats that performed horribly that day. And right. and so hey, I always yeah. I always like a windy demo. Always yeah. like a windy demo. It really makes sense to do it do it like that. I mean, that's when the, you, you you show the weaknesses or the strengths yeah. of something you're wanting to buy. You know. So. Yeah. Well, I know that every uh, every Hobie event is windy. So, uh, you know, having a boat that performs in the wind uh, and normally with a thirty degree temperature change the night before is probably probably best uh yeah we did that at toledo bend and uh fingers crossed for santee it's looking pretty good it for next week good, but yeah. but you know it is still a it is still a uh, kayak tournament uh so you know sometime right. between friday and sunday it, weather's weather's gonna change hey i can tell you <laughs> santee is is a great place beth and i were down there in 2016 on our mokens and uh, a tornado blew in you get, so you guys got to be careful. Watch that weather. But we were on the water, and you could see it, because you know that's Santee's flat, South Carolina area. That's a flat area, and you, it, I mean, it was so far away, it really didn't bother us. But we could see it come in. Ended up being a water spout out there. Uh, but mm. it, it, it's a it's a beautiful fishery, and I, I'm sure um, my, my my best friend was down there the past week, and he caught some huge fish. One of them was eight pounds. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he was. He came back Tuesday, so they are moving up, and the the guys are going to have a good event. I'm, I'm sure they're down there practicing now. So where well, you where are you station? Where are you going to set up at? Where's everything going on, AJ? Yeah, we're going to be out of Manning, uh, South Carolina. Um, we're going to be at the school there. Uh, they've got some room for us in their gymnasium, and we're going to be all set up and hanging out. We're going to be working with the guys uh vinny and the folks at queen city kayak bass fishing uh they're going to be having their one day event on saturday they're probably going to break records uh and have a huge event um if you're not familiar with what queen city's doing you can check them out they're they get people come from 
three and four states or more to finish some of their events because the payouts are good, the lake's good, and somebody's, you know, yeah. uh, you know, running it really well. So I'm looking forward to that Lake Norman event again in 2025. I, yeah, yeah, Lake Norman. We, uh, you know, we still talk to those folks. Um, that was a, that was a challenging event. Uh, it was like the, right as soon as COVID hit the United States, like, yeah. was during our captains meeting. Uh, oh, and gosh. You know, yeah. How do we, how do we, how do we emergency plan for this um, thing that we don't know anything about really? And, uh, you know, most anglers were okay. They we gave we kind of changed our structure through the weekend so we didn't have everybody in the the headquarters for the whole you know all the times we planned and um you know to my knowledge nobody nobody got sick no that event went smooth i mean i think that was your one of your first times you ever did a a, a check board catch board check like doing the drive-through window (laughs) it it was because we had a we had just made the transition from being able to allow hog troughs to being metal catch only. Uh, you know, it's kind of a wild, uh, crazy timeline of it all. Um, but yeah, it was. We had just wrapped up Lake Fort. We had just made a new ruling, metal catch only, and then essentially BASS Kayak had their first event. They had over 200 anglers on on uh, Logan Martin. The classic happened on Gunnersville, and then the very next week we were at um, Lake Norman in Mooresville, all in that like three or four weekend, you know, three week span, and uh, you know it kind of that whole time changed so much about kayak fishing as we all kind of know it. There could be a book written about those four weeks as it pertained to kayak fishing, um, and Thank it, it, God it was turn right. I mean, thank God for the ability yeah. to have online judging, online scoring, uh, you know, and Facebook give you the opportunity to, or whatever, even Discord, to uh, the opportunity to just do an online captain's meeting, lay out the stuff, answer questions, and then go fish, and then just uh, check, you know, PayPal via winnings to via PayPal and move on to the next one. Yeah, you, you can go take everybody's money and never see anybody. Yeah. Uh, it's like it's like just going fun and without without running into anybody. It's uh it's the perfect way to get it out there in social distance and uh you know I'm kinda glad that that's not necessarily the thing anymore. You know, people are still being cautious and doing their the stuff but man having over two hundred people at a pavilion on Toledo Bend on a Friday night with the sun setting over the lake, uh it was something special there's some awesome pictures from it uh and i can't wait to kind of do that and roll out though that red carpet of our events at every event the rest of the season you know we feed our anglers on friday night uh it's normally the local community's uh, finest um bargain bargain pizza buy um but you know it's uh it takes a lot to uh to feed 200 people um that's a lot of pizza or a lot of you know other items and and so we're happy to be able to do that but when we started doing that and kind of said we're going to do that we were averaging like 70 or 80 people at an event so uh you know we got to give these pizza places like a whole week heads up now when we're coming to town so they can order enough pepperonis to take care of all of us so hey speaking of which i know uh, in about 45 minutes you're going live with your second show tonight on the hobie channel um can you tell these 10 folks that are watching now, I mean, uh, give them an, 
uh, uh, pre- prelude to what you're going to do, and maybe they'll tune in? Yeah, it's uh, the, the Facebook group, Hobie Bass Open Series group. Um, if you don't like it, go ahead and go in there, request it, um, and we'll add you in. It's just a way to follow our series. Uh, we, we do a lot of posting for the events. Before each event, about 10 days out, we go live like we will tonight. Uh, we'll have Vinny Ferrari of Queen City uh, on there, kind of talking about what they're doing, kind of talking about the lake a little bit. Uh, and him and I just kind of going back and forth like we like to do, having a good time. And that's pretty much um, kind of what we're doing tonight is our anglers get prepped for Santee Cooper. So right now, I think not tomorrow, but Thursday, the BASS Elite Series anglers, they actually kick off on Santee Cooper. Uh, so they're going to be there fishing Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, you'll be able to tune in on that and kind of see the lake. And then our practice starts on Monday. Um, and there'll be anglers getting out there and uh, checking out the lake. And, you know, the beauty about this series is you get some people that, you know, go and spend some time out there. You also get people that show up on Friday. And, uh, you know, it's a good mix of the leaderboard of of, of who represents what part of that. You know, it's, it's still well, – last year we had, I think, three anglers that only fished one day of practice – before they won one of our events and uh you know there's that misconception of having the longer time you're always going to do well well there's advantages to that but um you know it's still you still got to show up for two days on tournament day and um you know we'll talk a little bit about that tonight we'll we'll just have a good time we'll kind of continue some of this discussion i think uh the sellouts are are a a hot topic Um, i don't know that i'll get grilled as hard on my own show as you are with me john oh man i I know i'm so hard on you you know if west virginia could ever win a basketball game so i could make you wear one of those hats when we're in tennessee it might be a a very pleasurable time oh what's that beth Beth's like hey aj oh look at him he's he's holding his uk hat Beth's like uh when are we gonna get a bedroom so we can fish chick with you how's your move hey there How's things, how's things setting up for you at your new place? You know, not a lot of people know about my personal situation out here. Um, but I, I have lived in a camper for uh, the better part of four years. Um, and currently I live in a camper inside of a garage. Um, <laughs> it's a little bit of a scenario, uh, but they are working on some full hookups and and stuff out back so i might actually be able to use the sink in my camper for the first time in a while um you know i don't spend a lot of time at home i'm on the road a lot um home is dayton tennessee so i'm probably on average here 10 days a month maybe um so it hasn't been a huge priority as i kind of evaluated my life a little bit and tried to figure out where i wanted to be and how i wanted to be there and, and so i've kind of kept it low maintenance and uh low footprint and I've evaluated some of the things that I want and I've started working towards it. So I'm hoping by the end of the year, if not early next year, I'll have uh, two RV pads full hookup out back. Uh, one will be covered. That'll be where my camper sits. And then I'm actually working on a contract right now for them to build out um, a two-story apartment inside of my uh, big garage. So uh i'm making i'm i'm making progress i'm working on being a little more domesticated and uh uh kind of growing into this uh this area and and you know kind of letting my uh my patience and my hard work and stuff kind of uh show some some uh, reap some benefits of that here so what you're trying to say is you're looking to plant roots 
I, you know, I, this is a really cool place for me. Um, hey, 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 Chris, I don't know. Chris, I believe that's the hardest question I've asked him all night. <laughs> it's hard yeah, for me, it, you know. It, and you caught him sideways. Well, with look it at too. look he's, at him. He's turning he's red. A, he's turning red. He's a nomad. <laughs> he's 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 used to going where the wind blows. And and then you just asked him. So you're going to put down roots? I, I, no, no. Come on, on, man. He said he was building an RV pad, yeah. not a two thousand square foot home. He's he's so, going to rent out that those two apartments that he's building. That's just cash to go on roof. Anytime. Every you want. everything. Everything I'm doing to this place is something that I'm like in my mind a way to make money when I'm not here. <laughs> yes, um, I, you know, I it, this is a really cool place. Uh, I got really lucky when I found it, and um, really fortunate that I ended up getting to buy it. I, I don't even if I live somewhere else, I don't know that this particular place uh, won't belong to me at least at least while I'm repping kayaks and. Uh, running the southeast because you know i uh i need the space and it's really close to a lot of my really good dealerships and a lot of really good bodies of water so and, it's a know, it's you're only four convenient hours away location. four hours How, away what's that from, you're only four hours away from west virginia buddy come on up here best said she'll put you on a pad down at ace adventure resort and uh <laughs> we will keep you here for four or five days and do some fishing I uh, I need to get to West Virginia. Is uh, I was I was through there all the time. I love the rivers uh, there, and I just I you're right. I need to make that a priority and, and get get back up there. Hey guys, uh, we, we're running up on our one hour. I know AJ needs to go take a shower and get ready for a grilling for his second grilling. Um, Chris, any final thoughts, big guy? Um. I, I think there's one thing that we've learned from from a lot of this conversation. Everything can always be better, and you can't please all the people all the time. So have some patience with organizations that are building what their future is, because you can't get 10 years from now today. It actually takes the 10-year journey to get to where you want it to be. So I, I appreciate all the work that AJ and the crew at Hobie are putting in on this, and that's that's what I got. You know what? I, I, that's some damn good advice, Chris. And that, that goes from not only kayaking, but in life. You know, it takes time to lay those bricks, especially for that two bed that two bedroom apartment there that he's going to be making money on. AJ, he can't see. And thank you for having thank you for having me on. Uh, good to good to talk to you and see Chris again. I get to see you a few times a year normally, John. So it's always a good a good time to get to see and talk to you uh but i appreciate it i appreciate the 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 words the the support along the way uh and and the friendship um over the years both of you guys uh so that's kind of the cool thing about this sport is no matter how long it's been it's always like last time when you're when you see each other get to talk to each other and it makes it uh uh, it, it just makes it special, and I think that's the way a lot of people feel about the sport, whether they're competitive in the industry or just uh, enjoying what, what we all love to do. AJ, um, I've been doing this show now for approximately a year, almost a year. This is the first time I've ever had this woman on camera, and I don't know what it is about your cute little mug that she wanted to come and see, but... Uh, Appreciate you uh, getting her to break her camera shyness. Oh, he likes to get on the camera all the time. So, 
Hey guys. Y'all have a great night. God bless you. And Chris, as always, buddy, thank you for jumping in and spending the evening with us. AJ, now that we've got you in the Discord server, you know, you can you can chat with us and uh anything if you ever want to come back on and talk or you got something you want to send to the West Virginia region, words wise, I'd love to have you back on, man. So, Absolutely, John. Thank you so much, man. Hey, go get you a bite to eat. We'll see you here in about 30 minutes. Have a great show. All right. Thanks, man. All right. So that's episode 12, season two. Today's Tuesday, March 15th. I appreciate everybody that stuck around for us and watched the show. It looks like everything went well, except for maybe a, a few hiccups or two. But uh, again, we'll be back next Tuesday night. Live, raw, and unfiltered here on the Rusty Hook Kayak Fishing Podcast. So make sure you, when you get the time, take a few minutes and join us. Peace out.